0: Megan Hicks of IRun Far, and I'm with Brian Powell of I run Far. He's one of the finishers of the 2018 Hard Rock 100 Endurance Run. This is your third finish and my first time interviewing you. Hello, Megan. Hey, Brian. How's it going?
1: Uh, it's all right today. Got a little sleep, got a little food.
0: So, uh, you ran Hard Rock. Yeah, I did. It was awesome
1: because it's hard rock.
0: Um, Yeah, this was your third run of hard rock. I would say you are considerably lucky when it comes to getting through that whole lottery process.
1: I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> so, Do what I can. I mean, I got – last year did trail work and got an extra ticket for that. And now I'm trail boss trained and helped lead a small crew at this year's trail work weekend. And yeah. I love this race and do what I can to, to come back.
0: Yeah, so on that lucky day last December when your name was drawn for the third time and you began shaping your 2018 towards yeah. towards Hard Rock, the, the journey began. It
1: did, but fortunately, like, I, Hard Rock's a race that you could probably do too much too soon, and mm. fortunately I didn't. i just train on the roads around home in Moab for, for the winter and build up a little bit of a base, which kind of went away during a, a lull in the spring. But uh yeah, I mean every my if I got into hard rock, my year turns into what am I doing before hard rock. And everything shapes around
0: that. Yeah. So you have sort of uh interesting um life setup in that your life requires a fair amount of work and travel. So um you've been covering some big races around the world in the months like preceding hard rock in the months that you're supposed to be training big. But in fairness, a lot of other people have a lot of other things going on in your life. What have you learned in your buildups to these big races about how to budget budget type or not? <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I guess I wrote a little bit about this a couple months ago, but like kind of, I guess I have a very, Episodic life in terms of like huge yeah. workloads. So, um, I budget time when I can't train. I mean, I can go get out every day and do a shakeout or something and yeah. stay sane, but, uh, yeah, where well, I'm not training per se. And then when I do have times when I can train more, I do like before a big race. So, um, might be more mileage or time training in a given week than I would want to do if I was able to do it consistently. But since I can't, I do more. And then, oh, I'm just going to do a th- 30 mile week with flat running around Squaw Valley before Western States. And, and to go with the flow, like, unfortunately I kind of had a picture for like a pulse in the beginning and middle of June. The one of the weeks was kind of lost to the smoke because the wildfires here and I wasn't going to do big training runs. It was doing three miles in town to not get, not destroy my lungs. And then a week of was lost to work that kind of expanded at, further back from western states than had been planned so it was uh uh a challenge and like it can be frustrating the time but um you also need to remember like for a hundred if you've been running ultras for any length of time um if you've been running for some years like you can fall back on some of that fitness as long as you can get a like for hard rock some vert training up and down like you can give away some of that volume because you just have that that base from years and you can just kind of rely on that more. Like if I had life come up and I had to do hard rock on 30 miles a week, I could do it. I mean, it might not be as quick, but I know I could prepare by getting those couple key workouts in.
0: Getting, getting around the loop, not necessarily in a fast time, but getting around the loop. Yeah. Um, now... I feel like you are better known in this community as an ultra running journalist and sort of a community leader rather than being known for your running but you've run a ton of hundred milers.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know if I have a count but it's somewhere around 10 yeah. or 10 finishes and a couple <laughs> couple DNS. A couple
0: misfires there. Yeah, a
1: couple of those were were lack of investment and just kind of jumping in something but yeah, a couple a couple fails as well.
0: Guys, um there, there are feelings that being on the starting line of a hundred miler, in particular, that are evoked at the starting line of a race. What was going on in your mind on Friday morning?
1: Uh just hanging out with my friends. It's funny because I don't have those like. Oh. I get up before a hundred miler. Like, I'm totally calm. If you line me up for like a five mile fell race or like something short, like I'm gonna be quaking in my boots. Like I'm scared. <laughs> yeah if there was a thanksgiving 5k like oh my god i'm like nervous 100 miler like what are you gonna do like i might like be worried that i'm gonna screw it up and go out too hard or something like that but i'm not like you could not quite hit for 17 hours at hard rock and if things were good for the last 13 14 hours like that would be a really good day for me so (laughs) yeah just hanging out
0: um we had the I Run Far team, there were 20 of us stationed around the course. And a few of the updates about you were made public on the internet, but most of them were privately sent to me. And I feel like 99.1% of them-ish.
1: So I want to hear what this is, because like, I have no idea what's going to- yeah. <laughs>
0: Were about like, the unique things that you were eating and drinking. You had a buffet around the San Juans?
1: Oh, yeah. And a <laughs> Non typical buffet.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is it was always these communications about the unusual things you were eating and drinking. Uh like yeah. It's unusual in the ultra running sense. Well,
1: I don't know about that. I don't know that it was like anything. What well, would be unusual? I, yeah. Um.
0: Um. Well, I heard you guzzled maple syrup out of a large maple syrup jar. Like that's ultra running. We're a bunch of quirky people, but that's an unusual sight.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually do i've I take like uh maple syrup gel like i have a mix of like m- traditional like like goo energy gels and and <sighs> chews of various sorts um and as well as untap like those maple syrup packets like hundred calorie just like a a gel and i I like those during races, but just a way to get a couple hundred calories in um in one shot you just can take a big swig out of a pint of m- New England maple syrup. And uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, at that aid station, I also had fries, and somehow I guess maybe my nieces put a couple of chicken nuggets in my fries. So I just carried this little paper bin of french fries and chicken nuggets out of uh, the aid station. And uh, I, I knew my stomach went coming out of U Ray two years ago, so I wanted to go easy. And I did. Uh, do we want to? jump under that uh awning yeah, for a maybe.
0: sec we're just gonna move real quick this is somebody's house but oh well. <laughs> maybe back it up a little bit more on the fly there we go
1: you get on the uphill side
0: okay <laughs> uh, we switch sides too you talked about you were saying your stomach went um
1: two, two years, years ago. ago i mean it's typically where i i mean like i was around this within the same scale of time coming through and it's the end of i'm gonna move our bags our bags real quick
0: oh yeah grab my camera Za, both of them
1: welcome to hard rock folks
0: this is somebody's house too which is hilarious All right. You wanted to make sure your stomach didn't go going out of Uray again this year.
1: Um, well, it's the time of day where it's late afternoon and it's heated up. And the way the Box Canyon works, it just, it, it thermally radiates. And it's yeah. kind of, we're along the western side of that canyon. So it gets warm. And uh, I knew I wanted to go easier out of that, like intentionally easier. Um, so I felt like I could just take in a lot of calories and then just spend half an hour moving, but moving more relaxed and uh just taking my time to get out of that canyon and it did
0: so nutrition oh
1: and this isn't really necessarily with food but i thought of it after the fact um from two years ago and that's going in the incompagre like at western states like if it's a hot year
0: did you end up getting in the river oh
1: yeah for like 60 or 90 seconds Uh and it's, it's cold so you don't need to go in too long but i just i went in the river and laid down huh uh and got all my clothes wet um, and cool my body off and I was wet until we were high elevation and it was cooler. So, um,
0: um, and so, uh, were you able to keep your stomach all of the race? Were you eating all the way through the end? No, oh.
1: no. Oh, uh, what happened? Um, I don't know when my stomach started going, but I, uh, I, I had a little, what I hope was going to be a reset of right around cataract. Oh, Lake. really? Yeah. A double session, uh. And I just, it was kind of like, stop, kneel down, puke, stand up, go a little bit further, puke again, and then keep going. Like, it was like, just, it's kind of fun. It was like a matter of fact, like, puke can go.
0: Um,
1: and it was like 5 and five or 5.30 in the morning. And I really don't have a problem and didn't this race with, like, feeling sl- overly sleepy. But it's still there a little bit. Um, and it kind of woke me up and... Kept going.
0: So was it a legit puke and rally session? Were you able to reset? Yeah.
1: I actually, I didn't eat a ton right after that, but in terms of like feeling good. Okay. um, It it started because I tried to do some running on like just one. There's a bunch of like flatter sections.
0: Okay.
1: Um, And so I just did a little jogging and that turned real quick. Uh, So I walked a little bit, but then I, I was able to, one of my goals for this year is I just had a death march through, uh, through that sort of Pole Creek stretch two years ago, and I wanted to be able to run some of it, and I did, okay. and not all. That I'd still love to nail that section someday, but uh, yeah, it was better and it was nice.
0: Um, a place where you have in the past and both this year liked to go train is in Cunningham Gulch, which yeah. this year represents the ending of the race. The climb up Little Giant is the final climb of Hard Rock. Yes, it is. You did it a couple days before the race. You'd done it a few times before. What's it like to, you know, make it most of the way around the loop and to come up such a familiar space, but such a familiar, familiarly like awful hard place?
1: Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's interesting cause I'm not intimidated by it, which is nice. Like it's a 2,600 foot climb in two miles, um, up to third almost a hair under 13,000 feet. So it's a legit, uh, climb, mm. um, and I know it's what I'm going to have to take pauses on, but you just make progress. Like I did a little bit better. I think I was slower this time than two years ago, but I was better at making continual progress. Okay. Like, um, I did sit down on plenty of rocks. It was funny. Cause, <gasps> uh, I don't know but like two thirds of the way up the climb Darla and Sean Meiser, good friend was pacing her, uh, yeah. came up pretty close behind me and like, I kept walking and I was walking quicker than them. And then I'd sit on a rock, and Meiser, who's a good friend who loves to give me shit, would uh, would do so.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. I just did what I had to do and got up the climb. We, as we were, there's a bench maybe 600 feet below the pass we go over, and as well below that we started seeing light or hearing thunder and seeing lightning and it mm-hmm. raining, and uh, we sort of got motivated. Sean's like every time you see me like, don't sit, get over this pass, there's like it's a storm. Before
0: st- the storm yeah. comes.
1: Which it never hit too bad, but.
0: Um so in terms of crew and pacers, yeah. um, this year you chose to go pacerless. Yeah. But you had the crew, you had a four-person crew represented by your sister and her family. Yeah. Interesting people situation
1: It was awesome. Um I've run Hard Rock three times, the first time my sister crewed me. Then my sister and brother-in-law. And then this time, uh, Maya and Nora and my two nieces joined them. They're seven and nine. And uh, it was awesome. Uh,
0: and they crewed you at every location until about midnight. And then they were with you again in the morning. Like, they yeah. were troopers. I mean, yeah. there was a like a little campsite set up for them that your family set up at Grouse for them to wait for you. Yeah, it
1: and awesome. Even, it's awesome The Maya, the older of the two, like, went and woke up. Nora, the younger, like, when I came into grouse. Uh So it was just so cool to see them. And, uh, it's been really fun afterwards getting reports of like how excited they were, like setting up the aid stations and to run in with them was just awesome.
0: But you kind of dropped them.
1: I was trying to get them to roll.
0: (laughs) But they're sea level kids at 9,000 feet. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, they're working on it.
0: They had a good hard
1: block. I I look forward to having them in another hard block one of these days.
0: Um, like, let's face it, the opportunities that you have in trail and ultra running are pretty robust. You could race so many races around the world. People would love to have Brian Powell of I Run Far there. But you sort of have chosen Hard Rock as one of your favorites. Can you articulate why?
1: Um, I mean, not without being trite, because it's the beauty, it's the community, it's the family, it's the it's the challenge, mm-hmm. like like it's it joyous and hum, like humbling beyond belief. Like just the wild, the mountains themselves and the wildflowers and the, the sky, like there was a Venus and the moon and mm. Venus were in conjunction. And I've never seen Mars so red as it was all night long. Huh. Like, um, yeah, just the setting and the people and the family, like the people I'm out in the course with, uh, uh, you're, you're just, everybody's rooting for the other person. Like i was hoping darla would fly by me on the final descent Mm. like because i was with her up there like just you want everybody to have their best day and it's such a special feeling um i mean there are a few things more meaningful to me than like being at and running hard rock like and and the the challenge like i mean it breaks you down Mm. like in a
0: why do you why do you why are you like that
1: I don't know because I like, like I've interviewed so many people and like there are people who legitimately love being in the dark space. Like I've talked to like like a Timothy Olson would say that, and I remember talking to a couple other people mm-hmm. this year about that. And not me. Like I don't like to suffer, but <laughs> <laughs> I like it, it, it's a it's a great way to to stay humble and to and to find your limitations. And like yesterday, I was like I found out I'm a wuss, like and I'm okay with it. And and then I'm okay with that. Like I wasn't gonna like I there was really no inkling of like wanting to stop, but it's just like, I'm fine. Like going through this journey Mm -hmm. and like, I'm fine doing it. at What might not be maximal effort. Like I'm tired and I'm in pain and I'm going to keep moving forward and going forward. But like, why not? Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking that extra sit on a rock for Mm -hmm. 10 seconds. Like, and there might be other days where that motivation is different, but uh yeah it's just kind of fun to realize that and be like "Mm
0: -hmm." okay yeah um three finishes three starts yeah there's gonna be another lottery in another half a year or so is this it will have brian powell's name in it it's not even a question no
1: well it's almost it's 23 hours after i finish so well 23 minute 23 hours and two minutes uh and um there were times during the race where late in the race where i was like maybe i'll take a couple years off uh because it is so hard
0: the demanding aspect of it yeah i mean there's,
1: it, both partially the the training commitment um i could do it with less but i wouldn't want to necessarily unless i've already committed to it um but just the hours of, of difficulty, like, my feet really hurt for a really long time. I and mean, people see me, and I'm in these little ballet slippers, uh, New Balance 1400s. But I talked to somebody else sitting behind me um, in the award ceremony, and he was wearing maximal shoes. And he had the same, the balls of his feet were just beat up. And it's...
0: Same as your different shoes. Well, and
1: it's because we're both middle-aged men. and are uh, middle
0: man i
1: am officially um okay. <laughs> and like we just have shorter calves and achilles like lower leg complexes so we're when we're climbing we're up mm-hmm. on our toes and it's by nikki who's a kimball who the pt was going up uh toward grand swamp pass with me and we were just having a train and having a great time and she's walking behind me he's like do you have short achilles uh, <laughs> yeah uh, because
0: of the way you were hiking uphill
1: yeah because i was just up on my toes uh. and like there's times when i try to to drop down. And it's not painful to do so, but it's just not at this point in my life what's natural. Okay. Um, so I'm just up on the balls of my feet for 40 hour or not not 40 hour, 20 some hours of the race. Like it's just
0: painful. Um, final question. You finished hard rock. You had a couple days off of work. Yeah. You're going to have to return to work and
1: I already have actually
0: <laughs> process these interviews and communicate back out to the world again, but somewhere in there, there probably has to be some sort of award, something you're going to treat yourself with for this. Mm. Really? Um,
1: you have thought of anything? That's, that's, I forget the term for that, but like, yeah, it's not how I really motivate myself. Uh. Um,
0: not but even an intangible type of award of like the, that
1: was the reward. Okay. The journey is the reward. I mean All like right. both to and during. Like I had my day and a half off. I had <laughs> like Yeah, just the joy of getting to do hard rock. That that is it. Though uh I have the harder part of my double coming up.
0: Yeah, you have I have you... to go to the outdoor I mean, people
1: who follow our run far see the outdoor retailer, like ha- semi-annual uh Updates on shoes and gear and stuff. Well, that starts tomorrow morning. Um, I'm going to skip the first day of the show and show up tomorrow night and start going to the show on Tuesday. Uh-huh. But uh, running, rushing from appointment to appointment around the Denver Convention Center will be a challenge. On the flip side of that, there will be some reward. Uh, I think on Wednesday night, I'm going with some friends to a, a Rockies game maybe. Uh, yes. There may be a beer or two consumed there. Not too many, yeah, but like
0: there may be. Uh,
1: Denver's a great beer city. So I'll probably walk to a uh, great divide and have a, a Yeti uh, one of those days. Okay. Um, and then um, I ran track and cross country in college uh, outside of Philly. So a lot of my friends from college are, it was a really tight team and people I'm still in touch with today. Um, they all live on the East coast. So they all, every year have a sort of a summer reunion, mm-hmm. um, going to one city and going to some baseball games and going for some runs and having a beer or two. And um, this spring, I got an email from one of the teammates saying, I know you don't live anywhere near Denver. You live in Moab, but we're having our gathering in Denver this year.
0: And you're like, well, actually,
1: and here's I here's in week, Colorado this summer. And I will actually be in Denver for the Outdoor Retailer Show. And this little conven- or this little reunion starts Thursday evening and the show Ends Thursday morning, so I'm just gonna stay in Denver and
0: hang out with your college. Hang team.
1: out with the old goats.
0: Are you gonna run um, with them? Yes, they'll be running.
1: They'll be running. In- everybody still runs. Uh, I think everybody who's showing up still runs. Okay, uh, it was a team that really fostered. Um, it was a very good competitive team, but um, from the fastest to the slowest, it was who you just worked and you committed yourself, and it didn't matter. Maybe the first sub four d3 miler on the team and we had team captains who are running seventeen forty 5k like for a guy in college like yep. not the fastest yep. and like didn't if you were a leader you were a leader and so just kind of instilled that in me is like just be committed and give your all and be part of the effort and mm. like that's awesome so
0: that kind of translates to ultra running just,
1: just a little bit
0: and your job of i run far yeah. And a lot of your personality. Uh, maybe. <laughs> on that note, um, <laughs> congratulations on your third hard rock finish, 32 hours and 40 minutes.
1: Thanks.
0: And uh, best of luck in next year's lottery. You too. <laughs> I know. Lottery gods, are you listening?
1: Yes, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, it going to
0: be my turn yet?
1: Again? Um, I just have to add Well, thank you. And thanks Bill Duper for everything. Thanks,
0: Bill Duper. Yeah, this uh week was a um
1: a tribute, a memorial. It was a
0: grand celebration of Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Bill In a lot of ways. Bill was definitely here. Yeah. Yeah. Well he was here but he was also not here.
1: It was it was conspicuous. Yeah. His absence.
0: Yeah, his Physical presence wasn't here, but his spiritual presence was, for sure. He was
1: Mm. well-remembered.
0: Probably saw him out on the course a bunch. Yeah.